What's up, y'all? Kevin Kuhn here from Athlete Factors. This is the Athlete Factors podcast. Today, I want to discuss a little bit of racing strategy. So, for high school and college cross country athletes, we're kind of coming down towards the end of the season. Um, for my high, my homeschool high school athletes, like we basically have two weeks left. So. Um, yeah, training is starting to shift. We're cutting back on volume, making sure that we're prioritizing as much recovery and repair and and priming adaptations as much as possible. So, um, yeah, going into our last race or two, feeling fresh, feeling not worn out from a hard week's training, um, still putting in some some serious intensity, but starting to you know cut back on that volume um, so for those who may be listening and want to ensure that they're putting themselves in best in the best possible position to uh, to PR or to race well when it counts I encourage you to check out the podcast episode I did with Elliot Ferris on peaking um, and tapering and um, yeah it's a really good one just because we kind of talk through some of the science of that and um, discuss some of the uh, the things that we know fairly concretely and the stuff that's a little bit more out in the ether and figuring out like, okay, what's a legitimate strategy here? Um, so that's super important. But when it comes to racing your best at the end of the season, what can be really tough is mentally you may not be super sharp um, just because depending on when you started your preseason training, like the season can be relatively long, um, you know, 20 plus weeks, depending on when you really start to, uh, to grind things out. So all that to say, I was discussing last week with some of my athletes and then this week as well with, uh, with some of my athletes just talking about some strategies. So um, I've also been continuing to, to read and listen to uh, The Science of Running by Steve Magnus. And one of the parts that we just covered uh, or that, you know, I just read had to deal with your ability to deal with pain and strategies to deal with pain or to deal with discomfort, let's say. So... Um, endurance sports is a game of attrition for the most part. I mean, you could, you can be in better, the, the best shape physiologically. You could have the, uh, accumulated the most volume of mileage. You could accumulate the most, uh, volume when it, when it comes to intensity. So like you, you could be physiologically in the best shape of anybody in the field but that doesn't guarantee you the win, right? Or it doesn't guarantee that you'll race well in PR. So what are these other things that allow uh, allow people to race well? So some people train really well and don't always race well, and some people train not so great but end up racing well. So what's going on there? So my uh, my advice with regards to this is, Primarily twofold. So when it comes to dealing with pain and figuring out, okay, how much can I really tolerate? Um, 
chunking the race into smaller sections is probably the the most useful tool that that I found. So when it comes to either a harder workout or when it comes to racing, like a 5K race, I never ever view as a 5K race. I view it typically as a 3K race, sorry, a 3K tempo and a 2K race or a two mile tempo and a one mile race. So instead of going into it and just having to mentally deal with, this is a 3.1 mile race. This is a lot that you have to stay focused and concentrated on while you're running as well as preparation up until your race. Like that's a lot to be actively engaged mentally mile number one and then stay on top of it mile number two and then to continue through your last mile and point one especially for younger athletes for high school athletes that can be a, a pretty big ask so instead of doing it that way thinking about it you know hey i'm gonna get into the mix as soon as the gun goes off at the start i'm gonna get into the mix with the guys or girls that I know I need to be around. The individuals and athletes I know I, I can compete with. Get in the mix and then kind of go autopilot. Just make sure you're staying within, you know, striking distance. Within range, let's say. But you're not really trying to push the pace. You're not trying to necessarily get out front and lead. You're letting everybody else do all the work, and you are just, just sitting pretty, just staying relaxed. Mentally, you're not checked out. You're just, hey, I'm going to stay right here, but I'm going to let everyone else do all the work, and I'm just going to, it's, it's kind of like the Peloton in cycling, right? there. Once you're in that Peloton, like, it's a whole lot less energy. Than if you're trying to put on a surge and trying to break away, or even if you're leading, right? So get in, get in the pack, and just do as as only as much effort as is required to maintain that position. But thinking, you know, positive thoughts, but not getting aggressive about where you're at in the race. As long as you get out and get into solid position. Then you can kind of uh, you can reduce your mental stress load, which then should also equate to not feeling as physiologically stressed as well. So once you reach a certain point, though, depending on what your strengths and/or weaknesses are, uh, for the most part, because of my uh, love for the middle distances, like the 800 and even the mile, I. 400 love that as well the long sprint because of that I had a lot of confidence in my ability to race a very solid last mile so uh, if maybe you don't have as much natural speed but you've got you know you've got a solid um, you can stretch your kick out maybe let's say so you don't have a ton of acceleration but you've got a, a pretty solid top end, maybe you're going to go with a mile and a half. Maybe you're not going to 
wait until the last 800 or the last mile. You've got to push it a little earlier. So that may change your race strategy a little bit. Maybe you're going to do a <clears throat> one and a half mile, you know, first first part of the race where you're like, all right, I'm just going to get in position and just chill and do what I need to do to stay right here. And then, okay, now my race starts. If your race starts right from the get-go, it's just a long time for you to be, you know, on top of that. I'm not saying that there aren't really good runners who do that. Uh, some people, like, they are just locked in tunnel vision from the get-go. Um, but that can be really difficult to do all the time. So that's the first strategy I recommend. So making sure that you're not getting lackadaisical or just getting in position and then chilling. It's not like, okay, all right, now I don't really have to do anything until I reach, you know, that two-mile mark or whatever. Like, you still have to be in it. You still have to physically be present, but you don't have to be necessarily racing the entire time. Especially, like, because so many races are run using a negative split strategy. Like, you can't go out, you know, all out and race and race and race. Um, you have to have a little bit of forethought. And you have to have things planned out. So, all that to say, chunk it into into smaller smaller bits. Okay, so that's like what I would consider big chunking. And then uh, another really solid strategy to deal with pain. And this is more of like, okay, I'm in pain right now. How do I deal with this? This is like the micro chunking. This is where I find the strategy of, okay, I'm going to maintain this pace regardless of what's happening around me. I'm going to do that until that turn up there or until I reach that telephone pole or until I can make it 100 meters. And then you reassess or you re-up, right? So you make it to that point and you say, okay, now I'm going to go till that spot. I'm going to maintain this pace till I get there. Or I'm getting towards the end. I have to speed up and I'm going to speed up until I get to that spot. And then I'm going to maintain until the next spot. So these are much smaller chunks. Um, this was a really useful tool for me running the 800. Instead of looking at it as a two-lap race on a 400-meter track, I thought about it as eight 100-meter races, sort of. Um, and that, that helped me out with pacing. That helped me out with staying more even between the two laps. Um, it helps prevent you from, you know, going way, way, way too fast on that first lap and then just crashing on the second one where, you know, that can, I've won some races doing that, but it, it doesn't feel good and it's not pretty and you don't usually want to do it again. So, um, yeah, so macro chunking, micro chunking, cutting your race into smaller pieces and executing your strategy for those chunks. You've, it has to be planned out. You can't just wait till last minute um, to be like, uh, I'm not feeling good, so I'm going to employ this strategy of macro chunking. Like, 
that's eh, probably not going to work out too well. So going into it with a, um, a plan, going into it with some strategy, and this takes time to, time to think about and to plan, but it's worth doing. Um, and then, you know, every other sport, there's always plays that you practice. There's, there's a plan in order to execute, you know, the strategy for your team for the game. And uh, in the sport of running, I feel like that's often left out. So, yeah, that's kind of that for today. Um, I was using the strategy yesterday. I was doing two minutes on at race pace and two-minute recovery, and I did about eight rounds of that. And the first minute of that two-minute on, like, it's it was not difficult. The second two minutes, I'm like, Okay, this is starting to get hard. What do I do? Kind of what's my uh, what's my checklist? What am I, what do I need to think about to make sure that I'm maximizing, you know, my my time in pain because it was painful. It was not comfortable. It didn't feel good. And it was okay. Reassess how am I moving? Am I getting lazy with my push off with my foot strike with um, with my arm swing like or am I staying crisp and clean am I running smooth and efficiently that was number one number two is can I make it to that next mailbox maintaining this okay can I make it to that next mailbox okay cool can I go to the next mailbox awesome chunking it and it made that workout a much more effective from a from a time standpoint, I didn't feel like I wasted my time when I finished. And I did this exact same workout about a week ago. And after five reps of that, for whatever reason, I was like, ah, I'm done. I'm just not feeling it today. So my goal going into this path, into this workout yesterday was I'm going to do better than that workout. I'm going to accumulate at least one more rep. So instead of five uh, two minute on, two minutes off, I'm going to go six. So instead of, you know, 10 minutes at race pace, I'm going to shoot for 12 minutes at least. That's my minimum goal. Um, and when I got to six, I was like, okay, can I do one more? Can I do one more and make sure that it looks and feels good? And I did that. And then I, I re-upped. Okay, can I do one more? Yeah, it's going to feel awful. Can I do it? All right, put in the work. Boom, got it done. And then I was like, okay, that's, I could do another one. I could probably go to 10. Maybe I could even do 12. At that point, I was like, did I apply the training stimulus? Did I accumulate more volume and more intensity than the previous workout? Perfect. Don't overdo it. What's the minimum effective dose to elicit a physiological response? That's what I need in order for long-term progression. So, um, yeah, that's the, uh, that's the message I have for y'all today. Um, let me know if you guys have any strategies to deal with pain. Would love to, to hear about those and, uh, yeah, maybe we'll do a, another episode kind of in the future to discuss that. Um, talking about more strategies to deal with discomfort. That's again, that's what it is. It's who can tolerate the most pain the longest? That's typically who wins. Not 
necessarily the person who's the most fit. It's who can be the most comfortable being uncomfortable. And that's highly correlated to your fitness level, but at the end of the day, racing pulls in this huge mental component that often, in spite of your fitness level, can be can be the determining factor. So that is it for me today, y'all. Um, got some good episodes coming up. Um, I'll have a return guest next week to discuss some really awesome sport nutrition stuff that's going to be very, very practical and helpful for just about everybody, um, for almost every kind of athlete. So I'm really excited about that. And we'll get some other uh, endurance running coaches on to discuss philosophy and, and success and how to work with you know really young athletes all the way up to to some more older elite athletes and I'm I'm super pumped to uh to have some guests on so awesome that is it today y'all thanks for watching and listening and stay tuned for next week's episode adios